0: You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope.
1: In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear Saints, we give thanks to hear this morning the very first recorded words of our Lord Jesus. Did you not know that I must be about my Father's things, in my Father's house, doing the Father's business. Jesus' very first words identify him as the Son of God Almighty and the temple as his own home. And we rejoice in this because this makes you and I his brothers and sisters but what is this business, the Father's business, that Jesus was going about in the temple? It was the business of... I mean, the temple, remember, was a huge complex, and there was a lot of things happening in the temple. There was teaching. There was instruction. There was money changing. There was uh, a buying and selling, especially of animals, for the sacrifice. There was praying and singing of psalms. But the main business of the temple was the business of sacrifice. The animals would go there to be slaughtered, their blood to be drained, and their bodies to be burned. That was the business of the Father, because the Father is in the business of forgiving sins. And blood needs to be there to cover sins. But animals won't do. The blood of bulls and goats can never take away sins we learn in Hebrews, it has to be something more. It is not enough for God to send an actual lamb to die for your sins. He has to send a person. Jesus has to be a man. He has to be bone of your bone and flesh of your flesh if He is going to bear your sin and die your death. He must be a man. But He also must be more than a man. For his death to atone for the sins of all the world, this sacrifice has to also be God. For a man might be a perfect man, able to die for himself, but his death would only do himself good. It wouldn't do you any good at all. And so the one to to die, the one to be sacrificed for you, must be both God and man. And this is Jesus, who he's manifested to be in Epiphany. Now this doctrine, the two natures of Christ is one of the great mysteries of the Christian church. And it does us well to meditate on it because we often spin off in one direction or another. We emphasize the divinity over the humanity or the other direction. We emphasize the humanity over the divinity. And I think our danger, at least from the conversation that I have and even my own thinking, is that we would emphasize the divinity of Jesus over his humanity. It's maybe not a surprise to us that Jesus could cleanse the unclean and cleanse the leper, but it is a surprise to us that Jesus had to be potty trained. I mean, it's not a surprise to us that Jesus was walking on the water, but it is a surprise to us that Jesus wouldn't have been the fastest, the fastest runner on the soccer team in Nazareth. See? I mean, We, we, we are prone to think of Jesus almost like a superman. But the text won't let us do it. And you remember how it was when Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem and was there sitting at the feet of the scribes and he was learning and he was listening and he was asking questions and he was giving answers and everyone was amazed. You know who wasn't amazed? Mary. <laughs> she was fretting, she says. She was, uh, the, 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 and the text emphasizes this, it's, it's, it's very strong in the Greek. He, she, she, was, uh, she says, "...you have made us greatly distressed." We're out of our minds, Jesus. we're pulling out our hair, and we say, Mary, what what were you worried about? I mean, don't you know that Jesus is bulletproof? If he wanted to, he could fly to Nazareth it wouldn't be a big deal. <laughs> Do you see that there was there was nothing at all in the life of Jesus that would have indicated to Mary that Jesus was not that Jesus was not killable <laughs> everything about Jesus was human. He was mortal. He could die. In fact, that's the very reason he takes on humanity, so that he can die. We know he's not bulletproof, because we see that he's not nailproof, that he must be, in the end, the sacrifice for you. And for everyone, he must have blood that he is able to shed. He must have a body that's able to be pierced and broken. He must. And so, in fact, it was right for Mary to fret. It's not safe for Jesus to be lost. He is a boy. In fact, the text ends with this great and mysterious verse. It's Luke 2, verse 52. And it says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. I mean, have you ever wondered about this, what Jesus' IQ was? I mean, we just think that it would have been omnipotent, I mean, uh, uh, infinite, because after all, he was all knowing, omniscient, right? But not according to his humanity. There was things that he didn't know, things that he learned. He had to work to study in class. And he was started out, this is what this means, when it says Jesus increased in stature. He started out short, just like you started out. (laughs) And he grew. Jesus is fully man. Perfect but completely human and he must be this way for you in the mystery of the of the personal union the two natures of christ the divine nature does not overrun or overwhelm his humanity and so jesus our savior the one who created everything is a baby and a boy. He's learning and he's growing. And all of this is the Father's business. All of this is pushing toward his death. I mean, if we think of the humiliation that Jesus was willing to go through to be born in a manger and to grow up in running around in Egypt and in Nazareth and all of this sort of stuff, this doesn't even compare to the humiliation of the cross when His humanity is beaten, pierced, spit on, mocked, and hung from a cross. But all of it is for you so that He would be the sacrifice to end all sacrifices and forgive your sins. And we thank God for that. Now, this means something, not just in our coming to church and hearing about it, but also in our leaving church and our living it. Paul writes, and this is the epistle lesson uh, that we heard in Romans chapter 12, and unfortunately, in in just about every English translation, uh, this is a poorly done verse, and it's too bad because it's very important. If you see it there in your bulletin, verse 1 Paul writes, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. The word spiritual isn't there. It says in the text, reasonable worship, reasonable liturgy. And this is right. Because knowing the things that Jesus has done for us, knowing the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus, knowing His sacrifice on the cross for the forgiveness of all of our sins, the only reasonable thing for us to do is also offer ourselves up as a sacrifice. I mean, if the Lord Himself did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, and also together with Him gives us all things, then how should we live? Except for following in the footsteps of Jesus. Jesus says, if anyone wants to be my disciple, let him take up his lazy boy and remote control and follow me. At least, uh, I think that's what it said, or something like that, right? Jesus says, if anyone wants to follow me, let him take up his cross. And of all stunning things, that's the very first use of the word cross in the gospel. Not the cross of Jesus, but your cross. So that our Christian life is a, is a life of sacrifice, a life of prayer, a life of service to other people, a life of love, not for ourselves, but for the neighbors that the Lord has given to us. Our life, like the life of Jesus, because we live the life of Jesus, is a life that's poured out in service to others. We are a sacrifice. And yet, Paul says, and God be praised, dear saints, Paul says that we are a living sacrifice. That even in our pouring out our life, even in our daily dying and rising, even in our loving others more than ourselves, even in all of this, the Lord is pleased to hand us over not to death, but to life. For for just as Jesus died and was raised, so you suffer before you enter into glory because your life is bound... To